What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Premier League podcast here on FanRag Sports. My name is Sebastian Noren. With me is Elliot Niblock. With me is also Polly Costell in a quiet office. There will be no sirens on this episode. For, uh, no... <laughs> There's no guarantees that there won't be any sirens, and don't get used to it. Okay. <laughs> well, here's hoping for the best. Uh, we're going to take a quick look ahead at the weekend in the Premier League as we head in to match week 16. We got two hyped-up derbies as Liverpool go up against Everton and Manchester United battle Manchester City. And we're going to start with the Manchester Derby. And United against City at Old Trafford on Sunday. That's the 11.30 kickoff Eastern. So a nice little brunch brunch game. Although I know, Elliot, you'll be up at 7 watching that Arsenal-Southampton game. That well, n- uh, we'll see. no I, one will I, care I, about. Oh, up there's on. Elliot Come being on, a real fan again, sleeping through <laughs> games. Well, it's it's more a function of where I'm going to be because there's a question of whether I'll wake up in Austin or San Antonio. I think it'll be Austin. It'll still be it'll be very early, but I still think I'll probably find my way somewhere to a bar. My friend whom I'm staying with is not a fan of proper football, but he does like American hand egg and he doesn't mind drinking early, so Well there you go. Yeah, United, you know, they they are chasing City in the table. City sitting at the top with 43 points, United with 35, so an eight-point gap there. And we've spoken about this before. This is sort of a must-game, must-win game for United if there's to be any excitement. Because if they lose this, we can pretty much hand City the title. Not pretty much. Stop, stop, stop. Not pretty much. What? There's, Not even excitement. There's always a chance that like 10 players you know get injured. Rule. You know the rule. Uh, yeah, there's a chance that City players get injured. Equal chance that Manchester United play, get players get injured. In fact, more of a chance Manchester United p- players get injured because no team has lost more man games to injury than Manchester United over the past like a bajillion years. Because... I only know this because whenever Arsenal complain about it, they always bring up the stat and they go, yeah, Arsenal have lost a lot of man games to, to injuries more than anybody else besides Manchester United. And no matter what the cutoff is for how many years it is, United always have more. So, sure, there's a chance that City players get injured. There's a higher chance United players get injured. That might very well be the case. But you do agree that it's a must-win game for United then? It's an absolute must win because we know the rule. If you're winning, this is the rule that I I beat home in you guys last season. If you're winning at Christmas, you win the league. And if City get a draw or a win in this game, they clinch being in the lead at Christmas and therefore they will win the league. How many points do you have to lead by at Christmas? Does it not matter? This is you just have to be in the first spot. You just have to be in the you just have to be in the lead and if City win this game, they will ensure that... I believe there's, what, two more games? Yeah, there's two more games until Christmas. And if City get a draw in this game, they have an eight-point lead with only six points to make up. There you go. And it's only... Like, of all the... It's been consecutive... I forget how many consecutive years, but it's one team in the past... God only knows how many years. There was one year. I think in 2009, Arsenal led United at Christmas. And United won the league. So you're saying there yeah. is a chance. Yep. 
Yes, there is a chance, yeah, except but I wouldn't expect just... a Pep Guardiola City to implode the way Arsenal might. Well, I don't even think Arsenal imploded. I think that was the year that, like, United went off to, like, the uh, Club World Cup and they just weren't playing games. So, like, that was the year Liverpool imploded, but I don't think Arsenal imploded. I think it was, it, like, Seb, like Seb was asking, is how many points you have to be ahead of. Like, they weren't ahead of them by that many. And eventually United just overtook them. They kicked it in again. They overtook them. But it's not just recent history that suggests it. It's like all but four times in Premier League history is the team that – and don't quote me on that, but I know it's something along those lines. As the team at Christmas went on to win the league, it's a lot versus not a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's recent history and common history. Yeah, I mean, it is – it is a must win, like we said, and with Paul Pogba out, that really hurt United's chances. And uh, Matic playing injured, and like you said, a lot of players that are sort of question marks here if they'll be fit or not. I do like Mourinho's honesty in that regard, though. He oh, kinda... the Matic is hurt, that, but he's going to play? Yeah, and he's saying like, oh, this player's out, this player's in, this player's out. Um, well, he said Fellaini, maybe. He said a couple players, maybe. He said Zlatan, most probably. Uh, Matic is hurt, but he's going to play. But he also took a dig at some of the other managers that are more, I don't know, how secretive about their players as, as far as their fitness level. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess. But at the same time, it's part of the game. I mean, why would you? It's not like he would, you know, if I were managing the opposing team, I wouldn't be like, oh, well, you know what? We got... A day here until we play United. Let me fax over my starting 11. Well, yeah. I mean, and I actually, not that it made any difference in the end, but I'm curious as to whether Arsene Wenger being so quick to rule Lacazette out of the Arsenal United match last weekend after the previous midweek fixture, like, was, was he being sincere or did he think, okay, well, he clearly was forced off with an injury. We know it's not that serious. Uh, maybe I can say so. I mean, I honestly don't uh, that know. That was someone trying to play mind games with someone who wasn't trying to play mind games back with him. Because yeah, that's exactly well, what Wenger would have done if Sir Alex Ferguson were in charge, and Sir Alex Ferguson would have had a counter to that. Mourinho just dismissed it. Yeah. Which, not to say that's a good thing. Like, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson and the, the Sir Alex Ferguson, Arsene Wenger mind games were tremendous. Great drama. So enjoyable. Oh, well, absolutely. It's also, I mean, it's also funny to me, though, because if you... If you put out a fraudulent, even minorly fraudulent injury report in the NFL, for example, like you face severe repercussions for that. Not, no. Well, no, but that's only, that's only recently. And that's, and that was like largely targeted at the Patriots for listing Tom Brady as probable every single week for years and years and years. <laughs> Except for the one time they didn't, and he hurt his knee that week and missed the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, to go back, to go back on what I was saying, it's, uh, seven of the last eight years, the team that led at Christmas has won the title. The one team that didn't were Manchester City in 2014, and that was because of the Steven Gerrard slip. Okay, well, yeah. so if we take a look at recent form here, Manchester City, they have three straight wins where they won by the scoreline 2-1. to one. Two games at home and one on the In the league? league? Yes, in the, in the league. Lost. Yeah, 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 in the league. In the league. Whereas United, they have a one nothing win, they have a four to two win, and they have a three to one win. They had Paul Pogba in each of those games. Yeah, they did, and he was good too. Can okay, I go back to their recent form without Paul Pogba and tell me how it's different? No, it's horrible without him. Exactly. There you go. That's all you need to know. 
I, they don't like, they don't score I mean, nearly as many goals without without him. So I discussed this with my friend today. It's it's Paul Pogba is simply an incredible player, and he's the most fun player that I've watched since young Ronaldo. And last year we didn't so much see it because he was trying too hard mm-hmm. and he wasn't producing. Uh, it was only like at the end of the year when he got hurt, and then he came back, and then the stats came out where it was like oh, dude, this team really can't play without Pogba. Like, he makes such a difference. This year, I mean, he has three goals, six assists in 12 appearances this year. He had nine goals, six assists in 51 last year. Yeah. And I mean, he makes, so he's producing this year, and he just makes a huge difference. And then, and Elliot could attest to this, like, just the little bits of skill that he was showing against Arsenal mm-hmm. last week, whether it led to anything or not, simply incredible. Yeah. Very, very good player. And now that he's no longer the world's most expensive player, he can play with a little bit less pressure on him too, maybe. Uh, let's move over to Merseyside. As, uh, good preview. Yeah. Liverpool take on Everton at Anfield. Uh, do you have the stat on the last time Everton actually won at Anfield? I, I don't because I was like four. <laughs> okay, let's let's uh should we ask Siri? Yeah, ask Siri. When was the last time Everton defeated Liverpool at Anfield? Let me think about that. Okay. I found this on the web for when was the last I mean, time dude, Everton defeated Liverpool. Okay, you suck. Don't f- just tell me stuff. Don't refer me to <laughs> freaking then I could just do it myself. Okay, let's ask, Keep talking. I'll let's have ask, an for you. Yeah, let's ask Google instead and see if Google is better. No, Google gave a bad answer, but just keep talking and I'll give you an answer soon. <laughs> I want to see how this works. Okay, Google. When was the last time Everton defeated Liverpool at Anfield? According to the Telegraph, you have to go back to September 1999 for the last ah, time. He's about to give me that answer. There we go. <laughs> Steven Gerrard got three red cards in that game. Steven Gerrard got sent off. Okay, so uh, it's been a while. So we're gonna see the, we're gonna see the same again with uh, Wayne Rooney netting the winner and then getting a red card. <laughs> no, just kissing the badge. He's gonna kiss the badge. Wayne Rooney will. Uh, no, he won't score an Anfield, but I mean, he always scores an Anfield, but he won't. But I, I think he might. I don't know. This has been such a shit year for Everton so far, and. I've been quick to and will continue to condemn Sam Allardyce on moral grounds, but he's not necessarily, like, Big Sam isn't a terrible manager. For, for taking a bribe? a bribe? All right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty that clear that cut. Doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't change the fact that he's really good at what he does. No, I, it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. That, no, it just makes him an awful human being, that's all. Yeah, but yeah. it's, it, you know, you can question his professionalism, but that doesn't mean that he's bad at what he does even if he's kind of a dodgy professional but regardless i think i think everton just might might get a result out of this one you know i feel like they've underperformed all year they're they've got at least a little blip of a bit of confidence on the uptick and oh yeah i mean I, they're mid-table now two wins in a row two clean sheets in a row i don't think they keep a clean sheet but they might be able to Nick a 2-1 victory. Hey, what if Jordan Pickford has one of those David Hea games, right? Huh? He won't because nobody... Dude, dude, that's, that game is... As, that game, as they 
showcased is three times in a 25-year span. Yeah. And I don't think Tim Krul was standing on his head the way David De Gea was. No, it's I, it's the only time. I mean, Paul, you said this on our last episode, but it it's the most amazing goalkeeping performance since Tim Howard in goal for the United States against Belgium, and I think it probably tops that. Maybe, I mean, maybe just because the stage is so much larger for Tim Howard and the team is so much more of an underdog, but you know, it's it was still what I, what I said today. I went the fact that Arsenal sandwiched Saturday with a five goal performance and a six goal, a five goal performance last midweek and a six goal performance today in the Europa League. I went that only makes David De Gea look better because yeah. you should, uh, as I said last show, you should have scored six or seven. Yep. Yeah. That is true. That is true. Okay, let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll finish up our talk about the Merseyside Derby. Then we're going to get into Sunil Gulati, and then it's scoring prediction time. So stick around. Okay, we're back. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the Merseyside Derby. Heading into this game, match week, Liverpool, they sit in fourth place with 29 points, one point ahead of Arsenal, four points ahead of Spurs and Burnley. Go Burnley. Uh, whereas Everton, they sit in 10th place now after their two wins, 18 points. And Elliot, I mean, you, you're a little bit positive that Everton might get a draw on this one? Oh, I, I, yeah, more than a little bit positive. I mean, I think that they are still rightful underdogs, not only for the weight of that history back to the, hell, back to the late 20th century, we can say, <laughs> but also for, like, their overall abysmal record. But, you know, they've... They have to have, I think they have to have more confidence now than since the opening match day of the season, right? And a team like that is dangerous. A team like that with, you know, Rooney coming back into it. I mean, maybe we'll see the kind of leadership that I think, you know, everyone at Goodison Park wanted to see out of him. Which, again, it's not to to make him shoulder the blame for their poor performances, but if I'm an Everton supporter at the beginning of the 2017-18 campaign, I'm as confident as I've been in a long time. And, you know, that confidence has been <laughs> woefully let down. But I, I think that they've got a decent shot of getting something out of this game. Now, again, that's maybe damning with faint praise to say a decent shot of getting something. Like, it's not exactly I am confident they'll win. But for the first time in a while, I I wouldn't be surprised if Everton took all three points at Anfield. Yeah, so this game is at 9.15 also on Sunday. And they did rotate their lineup fairly heavily in their last Europa League game against uh, Apollon Limassol, where they took a 3-0 well, win. To be fair, they had nothing to play for. No, absolutely nothing. Oh, Sunday is a double dip for the ages. Double like dip. every... Every cop in the northwest of England has to be working, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, yeah, more or less. I mean, that is is a day for the ages. And then stupid Arsenal kick it off at 7 o'clock. Is this – I'm going to admit my ignorance here. Is there a stereotype also about cops eating donuts in the UK or is it like pasty pies or something? Crumpets, right? I, I don't know. I'm asking. Tea, tea and crumpets. That's uh, what we'll say that they're drinking <laughs> and eating. So much more refined than donuts and coffee. Uh, yeah, God but they it, they also they also don't carry guns. So they blow a whistle and be like, "Hey, you stop!" 
So. Is there some correlation to like the level of cholesterol and saturated fat in your breakfast to the heavy weaponry that you may or may not be given by the state with a monopoly who, on legitimate violence? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, uh, Liverpool, though, they did not skimp out on their starting 11 in their last Champions League game. where they took Because a, they couldn't. No, they couldn't. And they smashed Spartak Moscow 7 nothing to secure the win in their group. So that is quite impressive. Coutinho with a hat trick. Mane, two goals. Firmino, one. Salah, one. Salah still on fire. Mm, that's not impressive. It's not impressive? Their <laughs> goal scorers scored goals. Cool. Guys, it's impressive that they kept the clean sheet. Hey, anytime could you score seven. Could have been 7 nil. Could have been 20 nil. The fact that none went back the other way, that's yeah. what Liverpool have to be proud of. Simon Mignolet, the most mediocre goal- goalkeeper with a name that also means a sauce for oysters. Yeah, so he made five saves. Good for him. Good for him. Okay, let's move over to Sunil Gulati, the uh, soon-to-be ex-president of U.S. soccer. Paulie, I know you spearheaded this on the docket, so take it away. Well, yeah, he's announced this week, this is your job to say, he announced this week uh, that he's not going to run for president, and he, and he cited bad public... Um, like bad public perception, essentially, as the reason that he wasn't going to do it. Public backlash. And while I'm sure all three of us, said the uh, recent American amongst us, um, might all agree it's time for him to go, that's not a good reason to go. No, and, he should go because he should realize that he screwed things up. Right. And I'd rather you admit that. Because bad, by saying... Like, like public outcry is calling for me to resign and that's why I'm not going to run for re-election, that's a problem because you can't start letting the inmates run the asylum. And I will call them inmates and I have no problem calling U.S. soccer fans inmates. Um, Jurgen Klinsmann, a, a, like five years ago at this point, said U.S. soccer fans are not the most educated people and everybody got so offended about it and there was no false... There's nothing false about that statement, all right? U.S. soccer fans, at times, are uneducated. We act like we are not uneducated, all right? Like, well, just, just wait how many people ask you when the U.S. plays this World Cup. It is go- I am well, going that, to grind that, my teeth those, down to nothing. Okay, but, but those aren't the fans that care about the president getting ousted. There are no, so there, many they'll, fans. Yeah, they'll speak more to the manager than the president. That's a good point. So they don't even know what the U.S. Soccer Federation president is. <laughs> there's a difference. Like, all right, so like, I am one of the people that considers myself a, a snob, and I only watch soccer that's in Europe. Does that mean I'm? A, I'm not even a, a, an expert on on Europe. I watch most. I watch all of Manchester United, so I I consider myself well educated on them. I watch a lot of the Premier League, so I'm educated. on on that i watch a lot of the champions league but of the champions league i'm really just watching united and the big teams all right so when when they play basil you know i'm just pretending to know what like what i'm talking about when it comes to basil i'm not that educated on it which means you know there are certain people who say well i i watch european soccer which means i know everything no you know because you don't know everything i don't really know a lot about mls and I won't pretend to do. Then there's the people that say, oh, I know, I watch all of MLS. I know about the U.S. No, you don't. Because you're only watching. International soccer, in and of itself, is a whole different thing. There's three things here. There's MLS, there's Europe, there's international soccer. Completely different games. So it's not wrong of Jurgen Klinsmann 
to call us uneducated fans. And that's what we are. And we became so rash. We became so rash. And Grant Wall the other day tweeted something or someone, maybe it was Alexi Lawless, who tweeted, of all the presidential candidates, tell me what's the first thing you would say. And someone responded. And I, it was the one that blew up the most. I don't know if he's one of the seven, which is way too many, presidential candidates that, that are running. But he said, we need to clean up the media, which is not doing um, U.S. soccer any service. Everybody's like, really? That's your number one concern? And, it, and that tweet blew up. But it's something that – this is something that I've written about. The media does U.S. soccer no favors because they played in narratives. They ran Jurgen Klinsmann out of town by becoming this cat and mouse game. They didn't like Klinsmann when he started, and the results weren't there when he started. Because Klinsmann came in and said, I'm going to do things differently, and I don't care what you guys say. And the results weren't there. And Klinsmann just doubled down and he said, I don't care what you guys say. And then he started to have success, but they were already not on the right, on the right feet. Mm-hmm. So they found any reason to pick him apart. He uses too many lineups. All right, Bruce Arena used more. You know, then he goes to the Copa America and it's he's using the same lineup every game. He's the first manager to use the same lineup at three games in a row in 70 years. You're not mad about that. You're mad that he wasn't playing Pulisic and Nag. Yeah, that's not a bad I, thing. Yeah, though. but I so I I don't know. I'm torn because Paulie, I agree with you, and I think that it's not. It was you know, always. It was always no matter what happened. Now again, he did. Yeah. That. So then he made the MLS comments. He made the MLS comments after the World Cup, and everybody turned on him. And there were things like calling up Miguel Ibarra to be like, "Well, if you don't deem the sec, if you don't deem the NASL as a second division, then I'm going to call him up because clearly he deserves to play if you rank it as the top." And he did that to spite MLS and everything. There was definitely a lot of ego going on there, and. And he was, he didn't, he didn't, you know, he wasn't trying to smooth things over. He was doing a lot of things despite things, but eventually it became once the, once the media really turned on him and it was like, we will bend the story no matter what to, to be anti you. He tried to like play catch up on this and the media ended up running him out of town for a bunch of what ifs. I think the U S ended up with a bunch of what ifs. Like, did we get the formation wrong against Mexico? Probably. We probably did. did. Now, I still blame Bradley for that because it's the same formation he played for Toronto. But, like, let's say Josie Altidore actually picks up his marker against Mexico and we get a draw in that game. We're looking at a whole different thing. Let's say we don't get a shit draw and we don't have to play Mexico and Costa Rica, the two most difficult games right away. We don't, like, let's say we open up the hex with a 4-0 win against Honduras and then we go to Trinidad and Tobago next game. Do we I mean, lose that game to Trinidad and Tobago? Probably not. And Clinton's probably still our manager. And we probably make the World Cup. There were so many different things that fell into line. And the media helped to run him out of town because they portrayed this narrative that so many fans who just aren't that educated latched onto. And I they mean, ran him out of town. And if you're going to let the inmates run the asylum, that's a problem. Well, no, but here, so here's... Here's the thing, is that I I agree with almost everything that you've said, but I still think that this media issue is in some ways a red herring. And I say that because of this, that like, I, you know, I'm willing to say that, yeah, you shouldn't let the inmates run the asylum, but, but the idea that, the idea that somebody would say, that as a candidate, you would say, we've got to get the media right, that's still putting the, 
the focus in the wrong direction, right? Like I agree with saying, that. Well, the media, I agree with like, that, but media, I do think it's a bad, I do think he's not wrong. I do think that, like, I don't think that should be priority number one, but he's not wrong. Yeah. I mean, but, honestly, yeah, I the, the media should not matter. That's the bottom yeah, line. It's, it's the first question should no, but, be right, yeah, so development. Like, but wait, right. But like, I, I agree with you right there. Like Elliot, like it's not, there are far more important issues, but like where Seb is coming from right now is the media shouldn't matter. Seb, you're from Europe where the media writes their stories and everything. And, and no one has this problem worse than England, you know, where the media controls everything, but the English fans, they know what they're they know what they're talking about. They're not going to be bent by the media's um, by the media's stories. The amount of fans that just kept harping on to the fact that like Quinsman would be like, why can't, and and say why can't we play the same team two games in a row and develop some chemistry? And it's like, well, here's here's a story for you. No one does that. No one plays the same team two games in a row, especially in international soccer. Like Bruce Arena, who you guys are reveling who, hey, we brought him back, and guess what? He continued to change the lineup all the time, and guess what? He flopped it on his ass so hard. Yep. He, he, did, he put out more, more starting 11s, than, more different starting 11s than Klinsman in the same amount of games. And it was only finally when everybody kept begging and begging and begging for him to play the same team that Klinsman just kind of said F you to everybody at the Copa America and started the same team throughout the group stage and then everybody had a problem with that. And they made it seem like they had a problem with that. But in reality, it was, hey, we have this 17-year-old kid who's really good, and you're not starting it. And then we have this other guy who's tearing up MLS, but we don't really know how good he is at the international level, and we're pissed that you're not starting him. And newsflash, as we've seen two years later, he ain't that good. Yep. Okay, we got to move on and do our scoring predictions. We'll talk much more U.S. soccer as the uh, whole thing progresses here with the... We're playing France in June. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay, heading into this match week, Paul, you're in the lead, 122. I'm in second, 114. Elliot, you're last, 94. Um, <laughs> hey, I still I still made up a little ground last week. You had a pretty good week. You had 13 points last week. Well, you, you, you both caught up on me. You yep. didn't catch up on each other. Oh, well, yeah. that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, first out, another Derby, West Ham against Chelsea. Uh, we got to keep this short and sweet. So two nothing Chelsea. Yeah, I'm piggybacking you because why not? Okay. Yeah. Then uh, are you going to move on without? Come on, come on. Andale, andale. Three nil. Mama, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then Burnley at home to Watford. One nothing to the Burnley. Uh, yeah. No. One one. Uh, I'm looking for Burnley's last home game. And what they did, oh, they lost to Arsenal. And Watford have scored two goals in all of their, like, I think last four away games. 2-1, Watford. Okay. Then Crystal Palace against Bournemouth. Scoreless draw. 1-0, Bournemouth. Yeah, I'm going to go with that also. I was between that and I'm between, I was between 1-0, Bournemouth, 1-0, Crystal Palace, and putting a gun to my head. Mm. <laughs> then Spurs. Still watching. Yeah, Spurs against Stoke. At Wembley, two to one. No, three one Spurs. Two one Spurs. God, if they score three, I'm gonna be so pissed. Mm. Give me two one Stoke, cause Spurs suck right now. Oh, that are on awful form. I would be happy Don't to be wrong about that. Don't let the win against Apoel fool you. Okay, then. They suck. Swansea at home to West Brom. 
one nothing West Brom. I'll go two nothing West Brom just to be different and new manager effect. Yeah, new manager effect. Uh, I gotta give Swans a goal at home, so two one West Brom. And then battle of the noobs Huddersfield against Brighton, two to one Huddersfield. Two to one Brighton. Ooh, we're gonna split the difference on this one. One one draw. There we go. Nice. Newcastle at home to Leicester. That's a two nothing Leicester win. Two one Leicester win. Gosh, come on, Polly. Taking my pick. Uh, oh God, I don't. I can't. I can't really see any result except the ones that both of you picked. So you or should... just like Leicester score once and then don't score again. That could yeah. be it too. That yeah. could happen. Or could, Newcastle yeah. could score more goals than Leicester. That's well. These these are all literal possibilities, but I don't foresee that happening. I'm or, gonna say. Or I'm gonna say is, this is out of left field. They might score the same amount of goals. This is also another possibility. In <laughs> oh boy, this is real high level dialogue yeah. here. Yeah, we need to Leicester City. Two nil. Then Southampton against Arsenal. That's the early game on Sunday. Two to one Arsenal. Three one Arsenal. Ah, ah. Nice, both of you. Except. Southampton aren't scoring. Arsenal, three. Southampton, nil. Arsenal are on fire right now. It's only the fact that they ran into Dumbaday that doesn't reflect it. Okay. Yeah. Then Liverpool, Everton, 4-2 Liverpool. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> Ouch. Brutal. Uh, I've been talking Everton up. I feel like i got to give them the points, but even though I can see it happening, I'm not going to predict it. Uh, we're going to go 2-1 Liverpool. I can't see it happening. I'm, I'm just debating whether they score or not. <laughs> I'll give Liverpool the queen sheet. 3 0. Okay, and then lastly, Manchester United against Manchester City. I'm going to be super optimistic here and go 1 1. Jesus Christ. Man, I was going to do that, but now you, now that you did, I got a zag. 3 uh, 1 City. Oh, that was what I was going for. <laughs> well, hey, dude, you're in the lead. You can, you can still play defense and just pick the same idea that you had to be in with. I'll go 2 1. Because be, only for the reason that I think this plays out exactly like last year, where we all, if you think about the Derby at Old Trafford last year, you just think about Kevin De Bruyne running ragged and dominating that whole game, and they only won 2-1. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, there you guys have it. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Norin, Polly's Peak with Stell. Elliot is Keats was better. We'll talk to you again after the weekend. Until then, have a good one, and bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.